Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist and I'm a neuroplasticity therapist. And I really enjoy supporting people through their recovery of complex and chronic conditions that include vertigo, dizziness, or tinnitus. And part of our healing is really a huge self-study and self-discovery process. And I have been through this and for me, and I know this is not true for everybody, but for me, music has been a really important part of my own personal self-discovery process and healing. And I have written songs and I use music in my Rocksteady process that many of you know about. But I also love to be touched by other musicians. And so today I have a retreat for us all because I'm going to introduce you to Fia, who is a musician based in Sweden, in Europe, and you're just going to love her. So welcome to the call, Fia, and thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I have to say my first... So a friend of a friend sent me a YouTube to your song, which is Yes and More, Please. That was my first introduction to the world of fear. <laughs> love those lyrics. And, and this is, I think, why I love listening to your music. It's all about the lyrics. And it feels to me that we're two women on complete, like literally opposite sides of the planet. But it almost felt like you were singing my journal, like my own journal writing. And... I would just, I would love you to share a little bit about your journey of discovery and um, yeah, maybe if you want to let, let the listeners know who you are, where you're from and what's brought you to this singer songwriter raw sharing space. Cause I know we don't just arrive there. It, it's a process. So tell us a little bit about how you came into this singer songwriting space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been making music um, my entire life. And um, it's been my way of interacting and processing the world as a highly sensitive person. Mm -hmm. And um, always been writing songs. And in 2015, I went to a place in Sweden, which is called Ingsbacka. And Ingsbacka is a course and festival and retreat center. Um, and all, there's also a live-in community there. And it's all focused on um, just personal transformation and uh, bring in different traditions and different ways of approaching that. So I went there for a whole summer uh, being in their volunteer program. So I was there supporting during the summer festival season. And there I really got immersed in conscious community for the first time. I met people who were also looking inwards and saying, well, who am I? Mm. What do I want? What kind of life do I want to live? Mm -hmm. And most of all, realizing that I am the creator of my life, that I get to choose how I interact and respond to what happens around me. Yeah. And I came home after that summer feeling really activated and alive. Um, but I was like, I didn't have a job. I was living with my parents and I, I did not really know what to do other than I knew that I wanted to continue to write music. Mm -hmm. So in this process of kind of like trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to do this? I noticed a shift taking place in the kind of songs that wanted to be written through me. Mm -hmm. And these more intimate, raw, and very personal, but at the same time, very transpersonal songs 
started to um, come through. Mm-hmm. So in the autumn of 2015, it was like someone pushed a button and all of a sudden I was writing these kinds of songs. And since then I've just been on this ride and continuing to listen and just allow the songs to come. Yeah, which is actually exactly how I write my music. And it's, I'm the same, grew up in a musical family and music has been my language or possibly my first language. And when I go through difficult times, whether it's, you know, a breakup or, um, you know, big adult feelings, I will come to my music and write about it. And maybe no one else will even hear it. It just feels so it's just such a beautiful way to express the emotion and the feeling. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier that you're HSP, high sensitive person, which I am too. And I am absolutely certain so many of our listeners are HSP. If you've never heard of this, I got this book out. It's Dr. Elaine Aron. This changed my life, this book. And I've, I've heard Fia interviewed before and she's mentioned this and I, I thought it's really worth bringing this to the attention of people listening on this podcast because it's all about normalising having a high acuity and a high sense of taking in the world. Um, and so my listeners are really familiar with neuroplasticity and how the brain works because this is the journey they're on for their healing. And when we're a high sensitive person, it's kind of like we need to sleep more, we need to rest more, we need to take a break from the world because it's just too stimulating and that does not make us sick or abnormal it's actually 20 percent of the population it's like being blonde or brunette you know it's just a feature and many hsp people are highly gifted they're seeing the subtle invisible things that other people miss and they're highly creative they're lateral thinkers and so we occupy space in the world in really um, important ways however we're vulnerable to anxiety and depression and burnout and all of that side of it. So how did you learn about HSP fear? Um, do you want to maybe talk us a little bit through how you, you came to that? Totally, yeah. So I always perceived myself as being uh, different and different in the way that um, I didn't have as much air. Like and when I moved around in the world, I often felt overwhelmed. I felt as if I needed more space. I would often withdraw. And I noticed how that caused friction in my life with other people who were like, what's not, not what's wrong with you, but why are you so strange? Why do you want to leave all the time? Why can't you just suck it up? Why can't you just do it? Mm-hmm. You know, all these phrases. And it was when I was a teenager, I would say I'm maybe 16, 17. Mm-hmm. My godmother said to me, Fia, I think you might be highly sensitive. And she gave me a book in Swedish, which was called Drunkna Inte which translated is like, do not drown in your emotions. And I read that book and it was written by two women. And they described this book. This is the book that we wish we would have had all throughout our lives. This is the handbook. And it really was. For the first time, I, I felt understood, mm-hmm. I felt seen, and I felt valued and appreciated in my sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that book came into my life and gave me all this like understanding of the trait that it is, like the mm-hmm. science behind it, um, mm-hmm. but also really dived into 
emotionality and like the complexity complexity of having this trait and interacting with the world in a way that feels good. So here I got tools of how I could empower myself and actually turn what I felt was a burden and like a curse to <laughs> my superpower and actually part of why like part seeing it as a a huge part of my brilliance my uniqueness as fia yeah um, yeah that's how it happened and i think i so i think i was in my mid-20s when i came across this book and to be honest i cannot remember how but divine timing it, it landed on my doorstep and at that time i was living in melbourne which is the kind of the, the big city and I was seeing all these vestibular clients and I remember, and I was at Melbourne University, I remember sitting in lunch breaks, just being like, I have to get out of the building. It was, you know, too many bright lights. And I felt like a freak. I was like, I can't even sit down and have a lunch break with my colleagues because I really need fresh air. I need natural lighting. I just need to go and sit by a tree and like recuperate myself and then go back and finish the, the, the next half of my day. And this book really explains all of that. And normalizes it and i i have to say it's probably a little bit why i began to leave the mainstream university structured treatment models because this book gave me permission to say well actually i see the world differently i feel the world differently there's things i'm seeing that other people are missing and i can create magic out of this and that's really how rock steady and seeking balance were born is i i suddenly had this permission to be different and to see that as a strength instead of a weakness so that's that's where um i suppose coming in contact with your music and listening to this i'm like i totally get this this is very much a journey that i resonate with so can you um can you share a little bit with us about what was it like for you because this is what a lot of our listeners will resonate with um and you were so fortunate to get this really young by the way what a gift but what was it like for you when you were kind of, do you remember when you were feeling like I'm not fitting in here? Like I've got to keep withdrawing. Do you actually remember that time or is it so far back now that you've, out, you've outgrown it? No, I remember. Um, like the first, I you know, way, way back. And that was when I was younger than 10. I don't really know exactly, but I was with a friend mm -hmm. and I would remember like I would visit her quite often and we would play and all of a sudden I would feel I'm full. I want to go home. And I would just say, I need to go home now. And I just left. And years later, when we were older, she told me, Fia, I never understood. You just, you just stood up and you left. <laughs> and I, then I could see through my filter now, like, oh, I was just done. It was full. I couldn't take in anymore. Also, yeah. She had a she had a father that was um, not not really the friendliest and kindest person. So anytime he would come home as well, the whole atmosphere in the in the house would change. I would not feel safe anymore. So I would also that would also be part of me. Like okay, it's time for me to go. Um, in teenage years, it would look like me arriving to parties, staying twenty minutes often just like uh, like on the side or the conversation with one person and then I'm like okay that's it I just need to go home if I can sleep yeah um, yeah and I in my school years as well and 
I can see that I had a really, it was really hard for me to receive any kind of criticism or even like constructive feedback because I felt so wrong. I felt as if it was just, it, it, it just as if these words were like needles and I couldn't, I just couldn't handle it. And I would cry so often. I would cry all the time in school. And yeah, it, <laughs> I, it just felt as if, why, what's, what, what is wrong with me? Why can't I just handle things in a way yeah. that normal people do? Yeah. Why can't I just be fine and just like brush it off and not care so yeah. much? Yeah. And, and I think you, thank you. I think you've really beautifully described what so many of us are feeling. And the interesting thing with this HSP phenomenon, it's not a diagnosis, it's not an illness. It's just the way our brain works is it can actually present later in life. So some people have, have this kind of um, non-sensitive way of being in the world. So they can go out to the big parties and be in crowds and be in groups and, squeeze five things into a day whereas I can do one thing a day and I'm I'm done like I've got to really pace myself and overdoing it is a real challenge um a real thing but some people actually get this later on so it can be hit them at the age of 30 or 40 or 50 suddenly they're like what's wrong with me I never used to be like this well you can actually be a late onset HSP and I think that's really nice to know to that you're still normal it's just that now your brain is operating in a different way where it's taking in so many details and it's, it's taking in visual information. It's taking in sound information and movement vibration information. It's having to process it all. And as a HSP person, and they look at this on functional MRI brain scans, the brain is pinging like crazy. Like there are neurons going all over the place, processing everything rapidly. And so, yeah, within 20 minutes, we're done. We're, we're, we're exhausted. We're like, hi, bye, okay, I need to go now, or an hour. Whereas um, for the other 80% of the population, when they're in that exact same situation, their brain is just pinging at a really nice leisurely rate so they can stay at the party longer. They're not getting exhausted and overstimulated. So I think it's really nice to bring it back to the, there's a spectrum of normal and there's neurodiversity out there and, just, and, and also that we change with time. And I'd love you to speak on this as well, Fia, but I think I've noticed I have times of feeling more robust and more resilient and I can last longer. And I'm like, I surprised myself. I'm like, wow, I was at this festival and I really enjoyed it. And I could stay out. I, I surprised myself with my capacity. And then other times, perhaps I am more sensitive and need more alone time. Do you notice a similar thing yourself? Absolutely. So, um, the most obvious thing might be like my work. I'm an artist. I, I give concerts. I interact with people on a, on a big level. Um, and some like in that, in that case, it's, it's always like I'm, when I am where I'm supposed to be, when I'm exercising and living why I'm here, it's very easy for me to, to be in front of thousands of people mm -hmm. um, and just give of myself. Mm -hmm. um, like, outside of that i noticed when when i take good care of myself mm -hmm. when i get enough sleep when i eat well 
when I have a lot of alone time, when I move my body, I become more resilient. Yeah. Also, um, one very big thing for me has been to live in tune with my menstrual cycle. Yeah. As someone who identify as a woman and having uh, that kind of reproductive system um, of, uh, yeah, just of menstruating, I noticed when I really started to listen and hone in on the different qualities of my cycle, Mm -hmm. my life started to flow easier. Mm -hmm. So like my calendar, I schedule according to how I bleed. Yeah. Um, So that I, I put the most challenging things such as um, maybe going into a hard work meeting where I need to be really on point, or if I'm going to travel a long, long distance, I put that when I'm in my spring or summer cycle, when I have my most energy. Um, so that yeah. has been really key. Yeah. Just understanding that there are parts of me where in time times where I am more energetic when I have more resources and time when I am meant to pull back yeah and harness the gifts of that I'm so pleased you mentioned that and and so for people who are perhaps new to this concept Mm. it's an age-old practice I've I've been living and and living in sync with my menstrual cycle like almost always I was really blessed to learn about this through my yoga apprenticeship and yoga traditions and so a few ways we can look at it is, so there's roughly a, a four-week cycle of 28 days, but there's kind of like a week one, two, three, and four. And when we're bleeding, that's often when we want to go in and be really quiet and nurturing and retreating. And also we can have great intuitive connections so ideas can, can really blossom and flow. And this is when we can really get to know ourselves, I think, a little bit better when we kind of in a healthy way, shut the world out and come back into ourselves. And that can be, even if it's just a day or two where we go really deep, there's kind of a week of quietness. And then the next week, so that could be, I suppose, um, winter. Then the next we move into spring where it's like new ideas, new projects. We're starting to get a little bit of energy and we can see where we want to put our energy, but we're not fully committed yet. And then we move into towards ovulation, the middle of the cycle, and we're bright, we're extroverted, we're out there, we're like, look at me, I'm glowing, I've got great ideas, and our hormones are telling us to please people. Like, we literally have these people-pleasing hormones that are like, get out there and smile big and be happy and connect. And this is moving us into summer, like bright and light, and we just want to go for it. And then the last week of the cycle, it's wrapping up loose ends, it's closing conversations, it's shutting down projects that don't serve us, it's cleaning up the calendar, it's clearing things, and that's autumn. And that's when we're wrapping up and we're making sure we have a nice, empty calendar for that winter cycle that's coming up again for the bleeding. So living a life like that, I have found, well, for me, it's just kind of normal. It's like all I've done. um, But it really is... I think effective to honor those body energies and body cycles. So we're not kind of fighting ourselves. And as women, um, it does happen for men too, by the way, but for women, it's happening just more frequently on that monthly cycle. And the reality is, is we have one body. We're living in this body. We may as well get to know, um, what do you call that? Like the user manual. It's like, how do I take care of this? And I think exploring the relationship with the menstrual cycle, and if you're pregnant or menopausal or not yet bleeding, uh, you can follow the moon. So there are still ways to be in sync with the cycle. 
Um, And that same applies if you're on any kind of contraception, you can follow the moon. So thank you for bringing that up. That's like, um, actually, I think I heard you've done some shamanic studies. Yes. So I'm deeply anchored in the Northern shamanic tradition, specifically the path of the Völva here in Sweden. Can you share a little bit about what that is? I've done some shamanic studies in Australia. I'd love to hear what you do in Sweden. Yeah, for sure. So um, I, this, this spring, I just completed a two year journey of um, studying with a high priestess here um, together with a group of other 18 women. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really the first year was focused on um, healing ourselves. So it was going deep into the body and doing all the ancestral clearing, all the trauma clearing, just bringing back ourselves home and owning our history and story. Um, Year two was really focused on um, the the Nordic Yeril and the goddesses specifically that we have here in the North. So Mm -hmm. Skar, the Saga, Hiel and everyone else. And working with the different um, different seasons and the different um, um, the different energies that are present throughout the year and how mm-hmm. to create magic around that and hold ceremony. Um, so also the path of the vulva. The vulva is um, the the seeress in the Nordic tradition who uses ecstatic divination. Through she travels into different dimensions through the use of ecstatic singing. And her staff mm. so she she goes to um, gather information for herself for the community um, whatever the purpose of the journey is and to bring that through um, she becomes a channel so either she she speaks and allows other um, whatever the purpose is she might allow someone to speak through her uh, she might sing prophecies there's a there's a lot of uh, mysteries but that's kind of like a short version of it. Beautiful. Yeah, it was, I did a, or I'm connected with the School of Shamanic Women Craft in Australia and it's, it's, it's connecting back into the seasons, listening to the cycles of nature and really a lot of it's about diving into the mystery and being okay with that. And also being okay with exploring the, the darkest sides of our life instead of denying it, ignoring it, suppressing it, putting it back here and just pushing forward, which is, kind of mainstream living in a nutshell it's about taking time out and dropping back and listening to not not only mother earth around us and her beautiful natural seasons and cycles but also dropping into the body and those seasons and cycles and stories within us and i think as you touched upon some stories we're carrying are not even ours and they're actually draining us they're exhausting us they don't belong in our energy body and we need to identify them so we can clear them and come back to our own sovereignty and integrity, um, which, which is really powerful. I've got another question for you, Fia, about your connection to whatever language you want to use, you know, God, source, universe. Um, I know for myself, um, I, don't, I have quite a fluent language. I, I'm not particularly addicted to any language. It can be on my mood. But I do know that when I'm feeling in alignment with my purpose and when I'm feeling like I'm speaking words of truth and really coming from my heart, things flow easily, things come through me, I feel energised, I feel the opposite of needy, like I feel really content with myself, with no expectation on others. So there's there's like a few markers that help me know when I'm really in alignment. 
And I suppose also markers when I realize I'm not in alignment and I'm operating from fear. Do you have a similar thing going on for yourself? And, and, and would you care to share it? Mm. It's, it's fairly, very similar to yours. Like I, how I know that I'm in alignment is that it, my life is flowing easy. It's, um, there is, I feel as if, even if I come up against challenges, I feel like I know how to take them on. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel as if there is, there is a, a flow, there is a movement. I feel as if I am actually like engaging with life. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm off center, <laughs> I, I feel as if, um, if it, it's a lot more challenging. I might go into like, why is this happening? Yeah. Where am I going? Um, I, I also, I can also can notice the shift in my body, like mm-hmm. feeling tired, feeling heavy, feeling stagnant. Yep. In opposed to feeling expansive, feeling open, feeling shoof. Yeah. Okay, here I am and we're doing this. Yeah. And the, the other one for me that um, I found really useful is when I'm connected to my truth and in alignment, I think, with my relationship to the broader planet, I feel big, like there's a big feeling. Mm. Whereas when I lose that, I feel really small and I shrink, you know, and I feel like this terror and it's like I need approval from other people or I need to seek permission or I need to go and ask an authority. So there's this, like, it's really, I think, quite distinctive. And the reason I wanted to bring this conversation is, is for um, anyone listening to this conversation, I think it's really nice to have these markers for yourself. How does it show up in your body, in your mind? It could be simple things like when I'm in flow, I can really connect easily with the conversation in my mind. But when I lose my alignment, I'm bombarded with lots of chatter and it's fast mm. and it's aggressive and it's, it's critical and it's, mm. it's, it's messy. And so it's not that we shame ourselves about that. It's more like, oh, whoops, I'm off. So then I need to use all my skills and tools to bring myself back. And that's where I think ritual comes in. And that's what the Rocksteady Toolkit's about that my clients are exploring. It's, well, how can I come back to center when I've identified I've lost it? Um, and so a huge one a lot of my community uses and I still use is uh, body scanning. So really coming back into what am I feel, feeling in my body and where am I in the presence? and self-compassion and then possibly some journaling tools and music. I'm curious, do you have any little rituals that help you come back into alignment if you, if you notice your, your energy scattered all over the planet and you've got to really bring it back in? Yeah, so I have um, a morning practice that I try to keep, that I intend to keep, uh, solid and being as like a fundamental and it's a part that i'm bringing back Mm -hmm. and that is a yoga practice Mm -hmm. Um, so yoga was my like the one of the doors for me to realize that i'm connected to infinite consciousness that i am infinite consciousness um and it's been like on and off and now in my life i am feeling the need again to have a, a solid practice in the morning mm-hmm. so yoga then it's just nature yeah nature nature being outside um i feel as if uh, everything just falls into place when i'm in the natural surroundings yeah it's like i'm reminded of my place in nature yeah 
as part of our whole system. And I feel like it's, we don't get reminded enough that we are nature. Like we are part of mother earth. We're part of, we're a miracle. We're living in this incredible complex natural phenomena and organism. And I think we often don't really value that. Like we are a living miracle as a human being, as a creature, as an animal. And I think um, for myself, when I do go to nature and I love the ocean, I live by the ocean, that can also just be really nice to be in that. It's like an overwhelm in a really nice way. It's, it's being in awe of mm. what Mother Nature brings and, and that mm. a wordless space even, you know, it's, it's a clear space. Yeah. And I know for some of my clients who feel at some points that they can't leave the house because they may feel debilitated, I, mm. I guess that would be something to, to open up to. It's like, well, how can I connect to nature even when I am feeling tender? and limited in that moment you know can i just look out the window and connect to the clouds i massively follow the moon i'm always looking for the moon and, and there are some really nice ways we can connect to nature if we don't have money or we don't have mobility um and so yeah i i really hear you on that one um and can i ask are you working on any new music at the moment have a little um anything you want to share with the listeners just in terms of that maybe your project or where, where your your next um i suppose channeling might be coming through um i'm exploring a lot of different different paths i'm working both here in sweden and i'm working internationally online mm -hmm. with um different fellow creatives um it's very much in a seedling state so that's not so much to talk about um but there is music yeah exciting <laughs> exciting well it's just so beautiful to connect with you i highly encourage anyone who has enjoyed listening to some of my music that i put out there it's just a really simple guitar and female voice fia has got three albums of incredible guitar and female voice her lyrics are literally like reading my journal so I really think you're going to connect to the lyrics if you know me and know what I like to go on about. I'm sure you'll really connect to Fia's music. Um, I actually found Fia while I was in postnatal, just giving birth. I was cracked wide open and my husband would just listen to Fia on repeat. <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like, what is this like positive brainwashing? I'm like, yes. Because <laughs> it's really uplifting music and really, I don't know, it's just, in a sense, it feels like having a conversation with a friend by listening to music, mm. which I know is what in the 70s and 80s people would say about Carole King. So, like, there's just there's something very raw about music. So, visit Fia, and her website is fiasmusicofficial.com. I'm going to post a link underneath the podcast and the YouTube channel. Check her out. Um, I'm pretty sure you'll just adore her as much as I do. So it's been a real pleasure meeting you today and connecting. I know there's Swedish people in my community, so I don't know if you wanted to say any passing words to them in your own language, but please do. Thank you for that. Thank you for listening. I hope that you got something out of this conversation. Beautiful. Um, I'm just really enjoying having this 
um, international connection and in many ways in this day and age just getting easier and easier so this is amazing thank you so much for sharing your wisdom on alignment ritual shamanic work and hsp and keep following your creative vibes because you're very talented and can't wait to see what you come up with next thank you so much I'm Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. If you are wanting to visit me, visit my workplace, and I support people with vertigo, dizziness, and tinnitus, help them coming home to their body. And doing a lot of this work that I've been talking about with fear, it's really deep self-study. It's really sacred work, actually. And um, you're welcome to join my community in many ways. So it's a little bye for now. And again, thank you so much, Thea. Thank you.